Welcome back to your best year starts here. And this one, I actually want to start in a slightly different way with a, uh, a post that I saw on social media a few days ago. And it's a someone's taken a picture of a book where they've highlighted like one section of this book. I don't know what the book is. I don't know who the quote's from, but it got my attention. And so I figured we'd use it to create an episode. So you're cool with that? I'm cool with it. So have I got to guess the book? Have I got to guess anything? No, I'm just going to tell you what it okay, says cool. and, and we'll expand on it. Because this, this quote, it says, right? Okay, now before we get into this episode, there's one little interruption I want to make. You see, since Nigel and I first announced, hang on, let me get this right, since Nigel first surprised me on one of these episodes by announcing an idea of doing your best year starts here live, we've been inundated with people asking for more information. So what we've actually done now is set up a priority list. So if you want to be on the priority list so that you can, one, find out more details before anybody else, and two, get access to a priority only special offer to come and attend the event on the 28th of November with Nigel and I and spend a whole day making sure that 2020 is your best year so far, then all you need to do is go to bestyearstartshere.com forward slash priority. That's bestyearstartshere.com forward slash priority. Register your details and as soon as we have more information and tickets become available, you will be the first to know. Anyway, on with the show. Why do we close our eyes when we pray, when we cry, when we kiss, when we dream? Because the most beautiful things in life are not seen but felt only by the heart. And I just thought that was like really powerful that so much in life, for me at least, it's not about what we see, it's about how we feel. As in, deep down in our gut, we know when something's right or something's wrong. And then maybe we look for things that back up what we're already feeling, or we even look for things to counter what we're feeling because we don't want to feel that. But how many times in your life, because I know for me there's been loads, have you known deep down when something is right, wrong or otherwise, regardless of what all the external stimuli are telling you? Okay, so I'm now going to slightly confuse you here. So the quote comes from someone called Anais, A-N-A-I-S. Okay, and I can't remember her first name. But there's two points to exact what you just said here. So we have a nerve called the vagus nerve, which goes from your brain to your gut. And it is the largest nerve virtually in our body. And that nerve is our second brain in a way. And it's referred to that way a lot because it actually is telling you what's going on for you and your surroundings. Yep. The problem is, do you trust your gut? Yep. That's why they taught, taught it a gut feeling. Absolutely. Someone also then said, you know, you need to dream with your eyes closed, but be awake with your eyes open to find the opportunities. Yep. So we all need to realise that there's stuff out there, but you'll know when you're off course and going back on course because your gut's going to tell you. Yep. So I think we spoke about this at a very early stage that how did we know we'd be able to work together? Because it was a gut feeling we were on the same page. You often feel people, you know, they, they get the agent's particulars of a property and it doesn't quite feel right, but they speak to the agent and then something does feel right. All the time that we're awake 
our brain and the universe is trying to collude together to give you signs. There's a lovely post that says, if you're looking for a post, this is it. So, or if you're looking for, <laughs> looking a, sign, for a sign, this, this is, is it. it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, there are lots of signs out there that are telling you which way to go. But because you have a, either a closed mindset or an open mindset, we're not sure what's right for us. There are many, many times for me that I'm, I think, I'm sure I must have seen that. I'm sure someone's spoken to me about this before, but I either wasn't ready to learn it. Yeah, and you know, you know the phrase when the teacher's ready, when the student's ready, the teacher, teacher arrives. Appears, yeah, yeah. You know, so what do we need to listen to? What do we need to learn? And we need to be awake for it. It's interesting that when we do meditation, and and I have a friend who does meditation with his eyes open, which somewhat confuses me. You think, how do you get to that place? I've got a friend that meditates swimming. So, you yeah. know, same kind of thing. But they go into a state where nothing else matters. Yep. But they're totally focused. Whereas sometimes we are so focused on what we want to achieve, we don't see what, what's all around us. You know, that laser focus. I mean, that's what's so amazing about the animal kingdom. You know, you see a cheetah who can see the target 400 metres ahead. It, there might be elephants, there might be wildebeest, whatever, but he has a target and he is laser-focused and nothing else matters. The problem for us is we aren't built that way. So there's lots of distractions, but there are times where we can really focus on something, but our gut often is telling us, are you sure? Yeah. But we don't trust our gut, so maybe we don't think of it. Just re- read that quote out again for me. Ah, I knew you were going to say that now. I've just got to find it again on my phone. So you knew that, so you didn't trust yourself <laughs> to keep it open, you see. That's the whole point. So it says... Why do we close our eyes when we pray, when we cry, when we kiss, when we dream? Because the most beautiful things in our life are not seen, but felt only by the heart. I mean, there's no, you don't even really have to explain because we nearly know what it means. But it is amazing that our inner self nearly knows exactly what to do but we don't trust it because we don't have what we spoke about before, our gut diary. Well, it's back to, it's back to self-awareness, self-esteem and, and all, of, all of these kinds of things. And yeah, and on a deeper level, isn't it? It's, it's almost, um, trying to think how best to explain this. A lot of people, when they talk about like higher power, I actually think there's a lot to be said in terms of connection between higher power and higher self. So, you know, if you're listening and paying attention to your higher power, and I deliberately use the term higher power rather than God, because, you know, everyone's got their own interpretation of what that is. And I'm not saying one's better than another or anything like that. It's always interesting when you have a near car crash, who you think. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I I mean, one of my favorite phrases I've ever heard anybody come out with on that is, thank God I'm not religious. (laughs) You know, and that's the whole point that we do have a higher self. But it, exactly, but it's, if we're tapped into that and we trust it, it nearly always knows the answer. The question is whether we want to hear that answer or not. And it's going to be very interesting. There are going to be some listeners right now that think we've gone very, very spiritual. And I did a conference a number of years ago, and one of the lines that I said was, be very careful when you put yourself down because God doesn't make junk. Yep. And there were some comments on the feedback forms that said, too evangelical, too religious, too Christian, which I thought was kind of bizarre coming from a Jewish background. <laughs> but it was a bizarre comment that, you know, we are, we're not perfect, but we're built to a phenomenal standard. Mm. But very often when people go spiritual 
And, you know, we're going to have a lot of listeners here in many different religions, many different countries, who will have their own God or their own higher power. That if we really were in tune with something, and prayer in any language works, by the way. Absolutely. It's just believing in something. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I'm also a big believer that prayer is when you talk to your higher power or the God of your understanding, or whatever you want to call it. Meditation is when you listen. You know, all those things that come into your head during meditation, where did they come from? Right. And, and I say all of this, having been someone who was like hyper cynical about anything to do with the word God or anything even vaguely related to that. I was the last person that was ever going to be saying this stuff like a decade ago, you know, and actually accepting a higher power into my life and becoming aware of it is one of the things that shifted my life around in a really big way. And there was a, something that somebody said to me about five years ago now, actually, that, that really struck a chord. And he said, there are only two things you need to know about God. Number one, there is one. Number two, it's not you. It's definitely not me. That is for certain. <laughs> I, but it, so you, whenever somebody starts talking about God, I remember somebody, we were on a course and someone said that, you know, when you pray, it's really a purchase order to a higher power. Mm-hmm. You just haven't given it a specific date. So you're putting a message out that that's what you'd like. That's why we pray. You know, and whether you pray for forgiveness or you pray for health or, you know, someone is sick and you just pray that they get better. Who are you praying to? And what are you expecting? So, you know, this sounds like we've gone very left field on this particular podcast. But in some sort of way, do we listen to our own self? And again, going back to a podcast a couple of episodes ago, when we have high self-esteem and we have a track record of our results... And again, because I can't remember, when you have a success log that says to you that you've been successful in these areas and you've got it recorded and you know you've done a good job and you look back, then you know that's the path to go. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to share this on the next podcast that, you know, small wins give you the confidence and self-esteem to go for larger chunks of the goal. Absolutely. It's about building momentum, isn't it? It's like every one of those little steps in the right direction, if you recognise it and you recognise it's moving you in the direction you want to move, it just propels you to get there quicker. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. It's, it's a big part of why I make a point every single day to look back on my day and look for the positives in the day and stuff like that. It's also why, you know, again, really simple example, an event I was speaking at last week, they'd done a really, really nice brochure for the conference. And like my pictures in it a couple of times, obviously all the other speakers and things are in it, but it was like, normally I, I do these things and there's like a pro, I don't, I don't normally get that excited about them and I don't always keep a copy or even pick a copy up, but this looked like a really nice glossy magazine and it had, you know, say it had my bio and my picture and, and stuff. Did you show it to your wife when you got home? I, I showed it to my wife, to my daughter. I put pictures of it online. It was like, this is cool. Right. And I've kept it because Back to your point, there'll be some point in the future where, you know, who knows, I might be doubting myself someday and I can just pull these things out and go, but you did that, but you did that, but you did that. You know, you've achieved all these things. Having run marathons, ultra marathons, I keep the medals. Now, actually, the medal that uh, I've got a box, all my medals are in. There's, there's a few. The one that matters to me the most, actually, I didn't win. My dad did. Yeah, I was 12 years old. My dad ran a half marathon. I thought that was an impossibility and something I would never be able to do because I wasn't particularly sporty. I was looking at my dad's medal that got me to go and get my own first medal. You know, that in combination with a couple of conversations I had with people that made me realise maybe I could do it. 
But of all the medals I've got, the one that matters to me the most is not the one I got for running, you know, 100 miles in a single event. It's not the one I got from running 100 kilometers in a single day. Those are cool medals, but the one that matters the most is actually the one my dad got for doing 13 miles, and I don't even know how long it took him. Okay, well, what's really interesting, and this will lead us to another podcast, that the approval we want in the whole of our scheme, the first set of approval we want is from our parents. Absolutely. And when we get acknowledgement from our parents, the level of self-esteem that we have is massive. And as a parent myself, when we give approval to our children of their choices, of what they've done, their faces change. And then the question you have to ask of is, why don't we give more self-esteem and approval to our kids? And I was on a seminar recently where someone asked the question, how much time do you think, and I'll ask you, Neil, because I know you have a young daughter, how much time do you actually think you spend in a day building your self-esteem? Now, this is going to put you on the spot, because most parents spend more time discussing food, clothing, <laughs> we need to get to school, have you got yourself dressed, have you brushed your teeth, are you going to bed, get off your phone, than building their self-esteem. So we know all that. But most parents spend more time saying the word stop it than well done. Yep. I think one of the things to say on that as well is um, kids model what they see. So my daughter actually keeps a, like a gratitude journal where she reflects on her day. Very cool. Because she's seen me do it. Right? So she does it as well now. Um, so in terms of things that build her esteem, that's probably top of the list. You know, because but I guarantee if you were to look that, at today... Yep. And you looked at how many minutes today you have spent building her self-esteem, you'll be shocked, like 99% of parents would be. Absolutely. Well, today, I, I've got to be really honest and say it's it's close to zero because I got up early to leave to travel here. Um, actually, my daughter wasn't, she's 10 years old, she wasn't feeling great in the night, so she ended up getting in bed with me and my wife. Um, and so, you know, I, I woke up cuddling her, which was nice. Um, and you know, but my kids will tell you that about 26 years ago, I, I got involved in self esteem and understanding kids, yep. and I put a note in their sandwich box, but I knew they wouldn't see it, so I put a note in the sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that was the lesson of did they know when they saw it? So I knew she'd laugh, and I knew she'd tell her friends, but the idea of her seeing. I think you're special yep. in her sandwich. Now, it sounds a bit ridiculous, but as we finish this podcast, the question is, not only do we need to listen to ourselves, but we need to make sure we're telling those closest to us how much they matter to us. Absolutely, absolutely. One, one thing to say on that with my daughter, I have this thing I say to her very often when I drop her off at school, and she thinks I'm nuts for saying it. Um... I won't go into all of the story as to why, because we'll be here for too long. But one of my things when I say goodbye to her is have an awesome day and don't kill anyone. You, we'll, we'll explain on the next why we started this about being in prison and all the rest. <laughs> We're nearly finishing it this way. I look forward to seeing you next week. You know what you need to do. If you've loved this podcast, tell other people about it. And if you've learned something from this podcast, share with other people one thing they could do to trust themselves more or to acknowledge people even more. See you soon. Awesome.